From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Mayan Silver. Each week, J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com, fields questions on what you need to know this key midterm election year. Here's our latest conversation. Hi, J.R. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So Republican candidates for Wisconsin governor, they sparred last night. We've got frontrunners Rebecca Clayfish, who was Scott Walker's lieutenant governor, Tim Michaels, a conservative businessman, and also state representative Tim Ramthan, who's significantly trailing, according to the Marquette Law School poll. What were your key takeaways? Uh, they were a lot nice to each other in person. They are on their TV ads. Um, <laughs> that was one thing that stuck out. There weren't a lot of real digs at each other. There were a couple subtle ones. Um, if you listen really closely, Clayfish took a little shot at Michael saying, thanks for showing up, which refers to a uh, debate that was hosted by a Green Bay talk show host about a few weeks or a month ago where Michaels didn't come. Got a couple groans in the audience when that happened. Um, Michael said something subtle of, you know, these issues of election administration should be handled by past administrations, but again, didn't mention Clayfish. And, you know, and part of that might be the rules of the debate said, you get 60 seconds to answer a question. If a opponent mentions you by name, you get more time. So if you attack somebody, you just open the door to him or her getting more time to talk. Maybe that was part of it. I don't know. But you didn't stiff fireworks that you're seeing in the TV ads where Clayfish is really going after Michaels. Um, there's a gas tax ad, an immigration ad. She is trying to go after him, which tells me something. And the people I talked to, she's probably seen stuff in her numbers that makes her a little bit nervous that Michael's got either momentum or the lead. She's trying to take him down a notch. Um, you don't do that if you're up big uh, in a race. So there's probably a sign there of why she's doing what she's doing. So in general, there was a lot of uh, attacks against Democrats and Biden. We heard catchphrases. Clayfish called the current economic situation Bidenflation. Michael's complained about educrats in public schools, said Evers is, quote, weak on everything from COVID to Kenosha. Ramtham called the vaccine the Frankenshot and said he's a Republican and not a Republicant in his belief that Wisconsin can decertify the 2020 election. Were any of these catchphrase attacks like enough to be a viral moment? Nothing really stood out at first glance. So I'm not seeing anything really that really kind of took off. Um, they kind of didn't really engage with each other a whole lot. You know, Evers is an easy target, right? They all agree that he's a, they don't like him and his style as a governor. So that's not a, a hard thing to do. Going after Biden, not a hard thing to do. But there's no real moment where you go, ah, there's the TV ad of they really messed up now or this is really going to come back to, to haunt them later on. Look at that Senate debate we talked about a week ago with Sarah Galuski. You know, she turned that moment where Tom Nelson kind of chided her for not voting in 2016. She turned it into a I'm not going to be lectured by any men about the importance of that election. And it's now on a TV ad, right? That was the moment we talked about a week ago. I didn't sense that same kind of moment in this debate that'll be in a TV ad a week from now. The moderators asked them about decertifying the 2020 election. What was some of the conversation that came out about that? Well, Rantham's the only one who, who really embraced the idea of decertifying, which, as we've talked about before, there's no avenue that I'm aware of that that can happen. Um, Rantham continues to argue that there are people who argue it can. Um, however, Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker, said it cannot. The legislature's attorneys have said it cannot. So I've not seen anybody who isn't an advocate of decertification who has shown me that it can happen and here is how. 
Besides, don't forget, even if Wisconsin were to somehow decertify its results, it would not change who is president right now. That's just not a possibility. What I think is interesting, or what I'm kind of watching is, you know, Michaels has been endorsed by President, former President Trump. Trump has been calling on Wisconsin Republicans to decertify the results. Trump also put out a statement saying that for Michaels to win, he has to stay strong on that issue. Well, Michael said it wasn't a priority for him to decertify the 2020 results if he's elected. He said election integrity would be a priority and other things for him, but did not want to go back and talk about 2020. It's a dance these guys constantly have to do of keeping the door just open enough to those Trump backers who are you know, really hell-bent on seeing something happen about 2020 without going to the point where they alienate others who are going, let's just move past 2020 and look ahead. You know, if Republicans are still talking about 2020 in October, they're, they're in trouble. It's not a great sign for them. You always want to be looking forward as a candidate. You always want to be looking ahead, offering some kind of a positive vision of what you would do. The more you're talking about the past, the you know, less, less good off you are. Do you think that the Trump effect is really going to sort of determine this race ultimately? Well, we're watching. Uh, is Trump going to come before the primary? If so, you know, what's he going to do? What's he going to say? Uh, remember last week, Robin Voss again was in the crosshairs for Donald Trump about decertification. You can imagine a scenario in which Donald Trump comes to Wisconsin and gives a speech and launches into a tirade about Robin Voss. It could be an interest. It, it could be must see TV for dorks like me uh, to see something like that. But it, <laughs> it could be you know like like uncomfortable night for Robin Voss. So we'll see. You know, does does Trump come? Michaels has put Trump stuff into his mailers and his TV ads. He's really playing that up. But again, that delicate dance he's doing, he would not embrace decertification. Does that alienate Trump? Because, you know, Trump is all about Trump. He, he wants Republicans to fall in line with his vision of how things should be done and, you know, back his call to decertify. So if, if Michaels won't go all the way, does that somehow like turn Trump off? Moderators had to sort of like fact check Rantham, you know, his misinformation. He said that the Wisconsin Supreme Court recent decision restricting drop boxes to clerk's offices sort of implied that that there were tens or hundreds of thousands of illegal votes. And the moderator had to say, well, people who voted through drop boxes in 2020 did not vote illegally. Is there any sort of like danger for election administration based on this this governor's race? Well, you know, I mean, Brandon's going to keep pushing that. And look, the Supreme Court ruling, if you read it closely, and I read the entire thing, does not talk about 2020. It talks about going forward that these are legal. So it, as far as I can tell, there's nothing there that I saw that had any impact on a single ballot cast in 2020. You know, that issue is just kind of going to provide more fuel for people like Rantham, also Janelle Branchin, the chair of the Assembly Campaign's Elections Committee. On Friday, she issued a call to join Rantham in his quest to decertify, which again is not gonna go anywhere, but it's giving her fuel to like jump in that on that exercise, which is not gonna go anywhere. So you think that it's still sort of a neck and neck race between Clayfish and Michaels? It looks that way. Michaels has the personal money to pour into this race. We saw the campaign finance reports from you know more than a week ago. He's what, up around eight million dollars put into the campaign so far. A lot of it's going on TV, digital Clayfish doesn't have the, the resources in her campaign to match that. However, the PAC supporting her has upped its buy, I think, up to $2.3 million now opposing Michaels on TV through the August 9th primary. That will help somewhat. 
questions are like, what does Michael spend? We also have now a new pack that is doing anti-clayfish stuff. It's just digital and mail right now, but that might up on TV. So you're seeing signs of a, a spending increase. I don't want to say explosion yet because I'm not sure how much is going to come, but it's going to uptick significantly the last few weeks. We're out only two weeks out now. I'm going to guess we're going to see a whole lot more spending going on uh, in those races and, and the tax are going to ramp up. Well, thanks for talking to us about this, JR. Thanks for joining us on Capital Notes. Hey, anytime. I'm Ayan Silver. Listen for our segments every Monday on Morning Edition and Lake Effect and check out the Capital Notes podcast.